Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 26 of Transformers Cybertron. It is Revelation. This episode was written by Hiro Misaki, and the last time on Transformers Cybertron, Tim showed up and served no real purpose. <laughs> and in this episode, before we get into this episode, Paul, my legacy animated Optimus arrived. Oh! I know, dear listener, I know we don't do toys. You know what, actually, Paul, you and I should do an episode where we talk about, because we both have a, I wouldn't call it a collection, but we both got a, some some Transformers. We have a few. Yeah, I mean, we I've, should, we should just kind Armada of rank Star them. Our Modern Star Scream right here. I got the, uh, what was it, a TEO3 Speedstar, I think? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's G1 Mirage, like Mirage, dear It's exactly <laughs> G1 Mirage, but uh, yeah, he has a different name. Well, you know what? I'll I'll tell you this: the animated Optimus, dear listener, if you liked animated, this is a, is a good toy. the uh, The transformation is kind of fun. He explodes more than like twists and locks in place. You know where like arms and legs open up and things fold in. The top half is really impressive. The bottom half feels like a bit of an afterthought. Like when he's in vehicle mode, you can see the bottom of his feet just resting on the back of the truck. There's some issues with him. He could be a little bigger. No articulation in the hands, but you know what? Not a bad, uh, not a bad figure. 10 out of 10. Well, no, no, that's not true. I'm going to say seven, seven and a half out of 10. If you like animated, I would recommend. Nice. Yeah. But what's nicer is that this episode starts in space. Yep. We're out flying through space on a meteor that they can somehow control where it's going, I guess. And Scourge, uh, it's Scourge in Crumple Zone. And Scourge uses his fire attack to slow them down because that absolutely wouldn't just start the meteor rolling backwards. But (laughs) either way, they're here at Megatron and he's still on that shell thing that Starscream put him in, except now it's transparent and they can see him. Yes. uh, And then Megatron punches it and then Scourge punches, no, Scourge punches it, then Megatron punches it and when megatron punches it everybody inside gets electrocuted <laughs> and then we immediately go to the kids and the autobots and the minicons talking to secret agent man yep bud tells colonel secret agent guy you better leave my friends alone or else and he assures them he's not there to dissect them but uh, he had to make contact and landmine immediately from that figures out that this one guy is the one that captured that's the word he uses their friends and their families they sought out the government to, like, find them in the first place and then came along with no questions whatsoever. Like, he wasn't captured. You, Paul, you are wasting you are wasting brain cells trying to figure this out one out because <laughs> everything here is going to get retconned. He, mm-hmm. We have a flashback where Secret Agent Man insists that when he was a kid, he fell into a river or a lake and he got saved by a robot he saw in the air and the robot was a helicopter. Right away, we're all like, okay, it's evac, but it takes yeah. evac a little while to figure that one out. Anyway... He tells us that ever since that day, he's known that they're all his friends and he wanted to find (laughs) out more, even though he was convinced they were all part of the same invasion force like an episode ago. Yeah. What happened to that, right? So, (sighs) anyway. Fuck you, Block of Wood. (laughs) But uh, Lori points out now that, wait a minute. If the only Transformers on Earth before these guys showed up were the monster Decepticons, they would never have rescued you from the river. And then suddenly Evac's like, Oh, yeah, I remember you now. You grew up. It just reminded me of a few years ago now. Fred Penner was on The Debaters. A dear listener, if you're not familiar, The Debaters is just a comedy show on CBC Radio. But yeah, Fred Penner comes out and he just looks, obviously you can't see him, it's radio, but he's 
says to the audience, because they're all cheering. He's like, you all grew up. Paul, you and I have had a lot of little Canadiana moments in this show. That might have been, to anybody who did not grow up in Canada, specifically in the 80s and 90s, that made no sense. Nothing you said made <laughs> yeah. sense. And I want to leave it that way, and we'll just keep on moving. <laughs> um, so he uh, tells him, yeah, he joined the military to get all these secret files. And there's a moment here where Optimus at least acknowledges that, hey, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't be so secretive, even though he's already had that realization before, because he, he points out all the great allies they've found along the way. Yeah, they find friends in the darndest places like Override here on Speed Planet and then Snarl and Leo Breaker from uh, Beast Planet. And uh, these kids from right here on Earth, they've been the most helpful of all. And no, they have not. <laughs> yeah, not in any way. Anyway, let's go uh, somewhere in the ocean, who knows where. Um, and we see a new Transformer who sees a boat and decides, I guess, to adopt that shape. Yep, she's up for some fun in the sun and uh, she trans. It's right, it's brand new toy, it's brand new Transformer. It's Thunderblast. She's kind of a shell former, isn't she? No, she's a boat. Yeah, but you don't transform her. You just open the boat, and there's a robot inside. That's right. There's a robot inside, and her name is Thunderblast. I'll take two. You're not helping. Herman, it doesn't matter what you call her. It's still a substandard toy. That's right. It's a substandard toy, and her name is Thunderblast. Do you just want to say Thunderblast? Thunderblast. It's fun to say. Try it. Thunderblast. Thunderblast. Fine. Thunderblast. So anyway, yeah, she's out for some fun in the sun, and she scans some kind of boat with a gun on it, and she's out enjoying the sun in the fresh air, minding her own goddamn business, but then Jetfire flies, and he's like, ahoy there, matey, I don't believe we've ever <laughs> met before, and she gets annoyed because his shadows kept blocking out her sun. I like that he sees her and is like, hmm, you don't often see guns on a, a boat, and it's like, well, the guns were on the boat she mimicked, so yeah, you do, apparently. <laughs> yes. Anyway, she goes through, I thought she warped away at first, but she goes through apparently a camouflage shield. Yeah, they detect this back at the... Well, uh, Jetfire tells Scattershot, you know, get a fix on her, and Scattershot does, but then she disappears, seems like it. But then Scattershot tells us somebody put up a camouflage field in the middle of the ocean, and it's Ooh. likely Starscream's doing. Yeah, so she is through the shield. I don't know why Jetfire doesn't just fly through after her, You'd but think. she ends up on some volcanic island and goes into a big volcanic cavern, and there's Starscream with all his minions saying, I got the key! You're the lock or whatever. <laughs> and with that, he's with this simple act, he's going to bring about the age of Starscream, he says. But uh, all he does is put the key in the lock. But yeah, when he does, the lock shoots out a beam of energy that causes the power to go to the Autobots base, I guess. And the, the kids can now hear the Omega frequency again. Yeah. And this big portal, I guess, of that is like directly to the black hole opens up all around the world, and I think on other planets, too. Well, yeah, we see Backstop and Clocker and Breakdown looking at them from Beast Planet and Space Planet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I think there's a commercial break here, and it seems a little early. Well, also, at, at one point, it shows them from Earth. You see the black hole in the sky, and it's visible from Colorado, England, and Japan at the same time, so you know they're not fucking around. But yeah, commercial break. But when we come back, apparently it's not the real black hole, but an image projected through the space bridge. Now, that makes no sense, but it does at least answer why everything isn't getting sucked into this portal. Well, yeah, exactly, and Lori is glad that uh, that's not going to happen, because it won't turn them into a cosmic smoothie, and then Bud's like, that, well, that's just silly. We'd look more like root beer. The funny thing here is that, right. that Lori was kind of correct. Here's a 
fun term to look up, dear listener, spaghettification. Neil deGrasse Tyson, I think, coined it. I could be wrong there. But it's how you would die if you fell into a black hole, and it ain't pretty. Anyway, we go to Vector Prime, who's he calls Red Alert over, I think, or Red Alert calls Vector Prime over. And they realize that the energy from the cyber key orb planet was actually a signal of some kind. And then Bud, this kid's all over the map in this episode. He's like, it might be the cure for all diseases or a brownie recipe. <laughs> yes. Dude, dude, there's extremes. Yeah, but whatever it is, it's coming from Cybertron, I guess. And Red Alert has an idea and he and Vector Prime go to a computer and then Vector Prime takes the opportunity to remind Optimus and I guess the rest of us that every time the uh, key gets put in the lock, uh, the lock sends out a signal to the entire galaxy. And then Override has the most flatly delivered line of the episode. She's like, oh, boy, that's right. Yeah. But it wasn't anything like this. Like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Ever since they left Velocitron, her voice actor has just kind of, she's phoning it in. Yeah. Anyway, we go back to Scourge and Megatron, who punched the shield at the same time, and I guess that neutralizes it. And then we find out that Scourge, for some reason, has a revenge wish against Optimus. Well, yeah, because... Even though he went fair and square. Because he first assumes Megatron wants revenge on Starscream, but uh, no, Megatron has some line about revenge is best served cold, and then he's going to go after the keys first. And with nothing better to do, and because he yearns to see the sights, Scourge wants to come with him, and Megatron sees right through that. He's like, you just want revenge on Optimus and Leo Breaker, don't you? And Scourge's like, yeah. Yeah, you guessed it. Yeah. So we go back to Earth, and Vector Prime compiles all the symbols from the message into, I guess, a picture of Cybertron. It's not how code-breaking works, but, oh, this is when we find out Jolt wasn't from Cybertron. He just drops that one. Um, but here's the big thing. The message tells them that they have to take all of the keys and the lock or planet key to the core of Cybertron. Cybertron. Well, yeah, it just kind of visually shows like all the keys going into the lock and then the lock going to Cybertron. So I guess that's how they come up with that. Sure. And Hotshot says it feels like we're back right where we started, except no, guys, it's it's worse than when you started because the Decepticons <laughs> right. had the lock, three of the keys and the map that shows them where the last one is. So, yeah, you're in way worse predicament than you were when you started. And then to make things worse, Scattershot detects uh, Megatron's warp gate. It opens above some lake. We find out later it's near Niagara Falls, except I don't think I saw a single waterfall. And the Autobots start worrying that the humans will be caught in the crossfire between in the fight between Megatron and Starscream. And that's good Autobot thinking. I like that. So they put up, oh God, the traffic lights are back yep. and like a news box. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, Scattershot says we can't stop Megatron from coming through this thing, but we can make it take longer before he gets there so we can prepare. So yeah, it shows like the phone booth Autobot and then the trash can Autobot. Oh, it's a he trash says something can, like, yeah. uh, Let's hurry up, eh? Or something like <laughs> yeah. that. So I, I guess he's on the Canadian side of a uh, Niagara Falls, and then a motorcycle. They fire stasis beams at this thing, and it kind of reminded me of like what the Minicons would do in Energon, where they would fire at the things to lower the Energon towers in. Yeah. No, it just kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, kind of. Uh, here's a little, uh, I know we did some hardcore Canadiana earlier. Here's a little bit of a Canadian explanation for the American Dear listeners, or anybody who isn't Canadian. When you were growing up, most likely American Dear listeners, if you ever watched cartoons and you were like, why do they all speak with Canadian accents? It's because, at least then, and I don't think it's still, I still don't think it's the case, but... Um, uh, Canadian uh, uh, voice actors were not unionized, so it was a really cheap place to come and get work. That's not a good okay. thing, but it is a reason. So that's why there's so many Canadian voice actors. Watch the old X-Men cartoon from the 90s. <laughs> a lot of Canadian voice actors in that. Anyway, they put up this shield around it, and just as the Decepticons fly through this warp gate, which I'm pretty sure they entered a couple, like, 
minutes ago, but for some reason are just showing up now, uh, the Autobots arrive. Yeah, I love to have uh, Crumple Zone's like, oh, so this is planet dirt. My <laughs> flip's like, no, 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 you're, you're close, but it's called Earth. Same thing. They mean the same thing. Um, so uh, Optimus, for some reason, tries to talk sense into Megatron of, hey, the black hole will kill us all. Megatron's like, I don't care. I'm here to kill Starscream. Even though that's what the Autobots already knew. That's why Megatron was here. And the, the whole premise in coming here was to keep them f- their fight from, you know, spilling over and hurting humans. But yeah, Megatron opens a gate to leave to go find Starscream, I guess, but Optimus won't let him cause any more trouble on Earth, and he forms super mode and blasts the warp gate, which destroys it, and he and Megatron start fighting. Oh, and everybody starts fighting. I, I just wrote it down in point form. Optimus and Megatron punch. Leo and Snarl, uh, Leo Breaker and Snarlbreaker. Snarlbreaker. Attack <laughs> Scourge. Thundercracker and Jetfire. Dogfight. Override. Chases Crumple Zone and Ransack. Vector Prime clashes swords with Mudflap. And then Landslide, because all that action just happens, but then Landslide landslide recognizes Mudflap, and this is going to get done. Well, yeah, it turns out they go way back, and because uh, Vector Prime calls Mudflap a traitor, and Landline looks to see who he means, and is like, Mudflap! And then Mudflap's like, I don't want to hurt you, but I gotta do what I gotta do. <laughs> I, I like that line. I gotta do it. He should have had a cigarette when he said that. Yes. Um, we have a quick cutaway of the humans arriving at, like, the edge of the lake or whatever. They're gonna keep an eye out for Decepticons who are fleeing. But we then go back to Mudflap, who cyber keys. Yep. Um, and he attacks Landslide, but is at the last minute stopped by Vector Prime. Yeah, he just jumps in the way to block it. And while in the middle of this fight, like, Mudflap just decides to, you know, let them talk for a minute, I guess. But uh, <laughs> Landmine's like, I practically raised him. Yeah. What? Okay. News to me. Which explains the French accent, right? Oh, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess Landslide used to formally be French, and then he took on a new form that sounds like Lou. Um, <laughs> but uh, then we go to Jetfire, who I think it's Jetfire, shoots down Thundercracker. And I don't know why, but Evac lends Thundercracker a hand to help him get up. Well, yeah, because he uses his wind power to knock Thundercracker right of the air and it, it, this is where i realized it i think thundercracker thundercracker is as close as we're going to get to waspinator in this series because he's always getting knocked down smashed and burnt and crashed <laughs> and everything else like all he needs is to be blown apart or like mashed into a cube but but yeah someone goes to help him up and turns out it's evac because thundercracker's even like oh you gotta be kidding me yeah but why but why'd you do that evac anyway uh override is then racing against ransack and crumple zone there's a bit of a neat thing here where they're like she's going so slow making fun of her and she says yeah earth roads are a lot different from velocitron then takes advantage of that and nudges ransack right off the road into the lake. Yeah, over the railing and into the river he goes, and then to grandma's house we go. <laughs> and now coming right at them the other way is Smokescreen, who uses his cyber key and he blasts Crumple Zone, and they go past each other, Override and Smokescreen, and they both transform and turn around, and look at each other, and Override's like, ah, nice moves. He's just like, I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I like these two egos together. Um, we have that character now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Scourge then transforms into his beast mode, and he blasts Leo Breaker and Snarl, Snarl Breaker, uh, with his fire. And it hurts both of them, despite Leo Breaker going through that whole thing of adapting himself to the heat. Yeah. We we have learned Leo Breaker is immune to this trick, but either way, he's got them both laid out, so Optimus runs to help with that. And briefly back with Starscream, Sideways thinks something's wrong here. Sideways was 
them do. And back on Earth, the uh, I guess they're on Earth too, but for some reason I thought they were in like Fire Planet. But yeah, back with the Autobots, should say. Uh, the Autobots, they gang up on Megatron and they manage to shoot him down. And boy, is he mad. And somehow his anger causes the Omega Lock back where Starscream is to fire another beam into space, which comes right back down and zaps Megatron. Is it that? I thought it was the... Because when the beam goes out, the kids are watching or somebody's like, oh, it's the fourth cyber key and it's just... Is well, that yeah, they what... say it's a new cyber key. Yeah, they do say that. Yeah, so it would be the Earth cyber key, which is kind of weak sauce if, like, we went through so much work to get the other three, and this one's just, oh, hey, I'm here too. Hi, everybody. <laughs> anyway, oh, there was a neat part where Scattershot shot down Megatron. I thought that just deserved a mention. He was the one that landed the blow. Hey, good job for you. That's punching up. Um, but then... Megatron uses his his Gatling gun. Well, yeah, when the smoke clears, he's got a new Gatling gun, and he blasts Hot Shot, Scatter Shot, and Red Alert with it, and bra, 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 bra. they're dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're totally dead. They'll never come back. They won't be perfectly fine in the next episode. Anyway, Optimus loses his shit. Megatron! And charges him. <laughs> Thirty years ago, Franklin fell in the river while fishing with his father, and he saw Evac, who just happened to be on the cliff overhead, transform before flying down to rescue him. Doesn't explain why Evac was there in robot mode in the first place, but rescuing a drowning human is absolutely something an Autobot would do, even if it meant being seen. But if this was only 30 years ago, Professor Suzuki said Smokescreen was in the ice where they found him for a thousand years. Didn't Evac ever question where his buddy disappeared to, where he'd been all this time? Even when the reunited, it's pretty much, oh hey man, oh yeah, nice to see ya. Also makes you wonder what Evac transformed into a thousand years before they invented helicopters so he could fly around without humans asking questions. Anyway, years later, Franklin got a job with the government so he could get access to classified information for personal reasons. Well, can you imagine that job interview? Well, Mr. Franklin says here you want the job so you can read classified documents you somehow know exist because 30 years ago you saw a guy turn into a helicopter and rescue you from drowning? Well, we have no more questions. Welcome to the government. You start Monday. Don't look out the window in the morning or you'll have nothing to do in the afternoon. Here, I'll give you a quick tour. This will be your office. Uh, break room's over there. Hey, we have a gym down the hall. Have you seen the pool? Oh, wait. You <laughs> Oh, sorry. Oh, we're back. I, I, I was transforming my animated Optimus. I didn't realize we were back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Paul. We just watched Revelation. We're officially halfway done of uh, Cybertron. What'd you think? Batten 500. I guess that's really what that expression means, isn't it? But uh, I wasn't crazy about this one. It wasn't terrible, but Thunderblast was entirely pointless. She just came out of nowhere for no reason and didn't do anything. I don't know. Maybe she comes back someday. Maybe she's not a one and done. I don't know. I'm sure she will come back. This series has kind of done that. They kind of did that with Override. They kind of did it with Scourge, where it's like, okay, who is this? And then they they do show up. And uh, I think they even did it with um, Smokescreen a bit, where he like pops up at the end of an episode. And you're like, who is this idiot? Yeah. So I'm sure she'll come back. It's a toy. I mean, she's got a toy, so there's going to be a character. I, I liked in this episode the Autobots' approach to Megatron of let's yeah. get the humans out of here. Let's make the place safe and then we can all punch each other in the face. But yeah, I'm with you. Not a bad episode, but not a great episode. Now, I did like the end of it, though. Not that the Autobots got killed, but the way they showed it, or at least the way Megatron, it seems like he kills them, just where it's like, shoot, 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 like getting shot, and then it just cuts to black and white and goes slow motion, right? 
That means they're dead, man. <laughs> but not in this series. They're going to come back. They're, nobody dies. Nobody's ever really gone. They'll either be fine or there'll be a new character or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, the next episode Paul and I are going to do is the midpoint wrap up halfway through. Uh, if you want to wrap up this episode, stop right now. Okay, you haven't stopped, so if you want to contact the Transformers Nitpickers show, you can at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com, and until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. I gotta do what I gotta do.